There wasn't any propeller. There wasn't any coral reef. And it wasn't Jack the Ripper. It was a shark. Welcome to Bite This Radio. The Jaws. You're gonna need a bigger boat. Bye, bye, bye. This radio. I'm a die, boss, and boy, you better believe that. In, in, in the mix. The Jaws. I'm a die, boss, boy. Stand by for Jaws. Hello, 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 hello. How is everyone doing today? It is my favorite time of the week, my favorite day of the week, my favorite hour of the week, and I hope it is for you too. It's time for Bite This Radio! Are you excited? Because I am. Uh, if you're watching on Twitch right now with us live, it's nice to see you guys. Thank you for being here. If you're listening to the show anywhere else on the world, there are 33 radio stations across the planet that play Bite This Radio every single week. So hello to you guys too. I'm very glad that you're here. Thanks for hanging out with us. So, uh, I hope everyone is uh, uh, doing all right, being quarantined. Um, and, you know, here's the thing. I feel like everyone really feels, at this point, like they're getting a bit of cabin fever. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm living in Orange County right now, and uh, right, right below Los Angeles. And uh, we were in uh, Newport Beach the other day, and there were, or yesterday, and there were literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people just out and about riding bikes, doing things that should be totally normal, but honestly are not okay to do right now. And I think because it's so nice in Los Angeles right now, the weather is so gorgeous, everyone is just over it. And they're like, you know what? I don't care. I'm going out. But today on Bite This Radio, I'm going to give you a very compelling story and a very compelling reason why you should keep staying home so that we can all be safe. Um, that's a pretty good segue into telling you what's going to go on on Bite This Radio today. As always, or almost as always, we have a guest mix to close out the show from my Polish brothers lot about us. They just put out an EP called She Got on the label, and their guest mix is absolute fire. But before that, right now, we're going to get into an interview with one of my closest friends. I've known him for seven years uh, or eight or something like that. His name is Eric. Um, and Eric is just now, after weeks and weeks and weeks, just starting to recover from getting COVID-19. Eric is 30 years old. Eric is completely healthy. He's had no previous health conditions, anything before this. And uh, after getting COVID, he, you know, he was hospitalized. All this crazy shit happened. It was not one of those situations where you just get it and you get a little cold and then you get better. He really had it super seriously and I think it's a super important story for everyone to hear so that you really understand that, you know, this shit can happen to you. It doesn't matter if you're not that old. It doesn't matter if you're super happy. This affects everybody. And so I'm really excited to bring Eric onto the show. Let's see if Eric is ready. Let's get him up here. Let's get him in the show. And uh, yeah, let's see. Let me pop over here. All right, here I am. Eric, I'm starting the voice call. Or wait, let's do a video call. Eric can turn on the video. There he is. 
There he almost is. Thank you for the uh, t uh, the tier one sub plur bunnies. I appreciate you. Thank you for being subscribed for two months. Oh, nice hat, Eric. Everyone say hello to Eric. Eric uh, has been active in the chat, obviously. Uh, Eric's been a friend of mine for a really long time. Eric, your mic is so loud. Is it really? Yeah. Are you using your webcam? I am using my webcam. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It'll be all right. Um, everyone I'm say hello to Eric. Um, yeah. Okay. Everyone can see you. They can hear you real nice. Um, honestly, I just want you to start by, uh, you know, introducing yourself uh, and uh, just, just uh, you know, give a little bit of your story and then we can get into more of an interview kind of thing. But I think you know what to say. Yeah. Um, first things first, thanks for having me, my boy. Uh, much appreciated. I was definitely a little nervous about doing this. Uh, I, I was posting on Twitter almost every day. I posted an update for 25 days and I haven't really talked about it since leaving the hospital. And to be honest, it was a real traumatic experience. So to revisit it, revisit it it's 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 difficult you know we were supposed to do this last week we postponed it um but i feel like i am ready to talk about it uh i've had friends and friends of like their fathers their mothers who have passed away granddads that have passed away and it just really kind of put it in perspective how lucky i am to have been able to beat this thing i mean i haven't even beat it completely I don't have COVID-19 anymore, but it left me with so many just after effects. And to have to deal with that for the next eight to 12 weeks, I'm just not out of the woods yet. Um, so eight just to 12, to let, let's just let that sink in. Eric battled COVID-19 for 25 days, and now you still have eight to 12 weeks of recovery, and you're a 30-year-old kid, and you're completely healthy before this. So <clears throat> I'm 29, not 30. Oh, I thought you turned 30. I turned 29 on March 28th, which was, uh, so I found out my confirmed COVID status the day before my birthday. So it was like, the universe was like, happy birthday, Eric. Uh, here's a present of yeah, sickness. And right? it just really, it just really sucked. Um, but yeah, I, I turned 29 when it, when it really hit. And it's crazy that that day was when it all started right before my birthday is when the real sucky symptoms started happening. Like the main one was losing my taste, uh, my sense of taste and smell just within, let's see, I went to bed. It was uh, like day four, day five. I went to bed at like 10 o'clock. I fell asleep. I woke up at 3.30 in the morning on, a, on Friday and I really... I, like my girlfriend was asleep. I didn't want to bug her to make me some tea. So I muscled what I could of, of strength to get up, make myself some tea. And I, I don't remember what kind of tea it was, but it was a real flavorful tea. It was like, like a turmeric something. So and I don't know if you've tasted turmeric, but it, you know, it doesn't taste bad, but you taste turmeric. It's, it's, it's very really, pungent. Exactly. And potent. So, yeah. So I, I put two bags in the, in the mug, tea bagged it. And I drank it, and there was just nothing. I could not smell the turmeric. I couldn't even taste the tea. It was just hot water. And right there, I was like, okay, what is happening? 
So I had a bag of oranges. They were so ripe and juicy because I had one like two days ago. I cut it in half. I cut it in quarters. I took a bite into one, and I'm not lying. It was like biting into a sponge that was just had water in it. It was terrible. And that was the night that my sense of taste and smell just went out the door. Um, it was gone for about maybe eight to nine days before it started coming back slowly. Um, so that was one of the first pivotal moments of the sickness uh, before it really started getting even more and more shitty after that. And yeah, it was, it was, it was a journey, no doubt. Um, just the other night I was telling my girlfriend, Christina, how the bedroom is still, you know, the way it was when I first started getting sick and I, I still get anxiety when I'm laying on my side of the bed because that first week I couldn't do anything. I was in fetal position every day in the bed, just trying to hold it together, holding my chest cause it was so painful. I couldn't watch TV. I, I kept getting headaches. Um, there was a moment in time where I literally, I guess a fly got into the house and it got into the bedroom and I was just watching it hit the window, hit the window. I think I watched this fly just keep going at the window, trying to escape for like four hours. It really tripped me out. I just kept watching it and watching it. And there was like webs in the corner of the windows, which is kind of gross. But I was hoping that the fly, that was my entertainment was hoping that this fly would get caught by the web and yeah. it'd be the end of it. That's, that's how, crazy. That's how terrible it was for me. Like I was just in bed, fetal position, trying to handle the pain of my chest, trying to breathe. The coughing fits were the worst the first week. Uh, I'd never threw up throughout the whole sickness, but the first week I had such a bad coughing fit to the point where you feel like you're going to start coughing up a lung that I actually threw up from coughing so much. That's crazy. I think I think I think something that you said that's really important too is like you know people think like oh I'll get sick and I'll just stay home and play video games or watch Netflix and it won't be that bad like this shit is so gnarly that like you literally can't even take your mind off of how much pain you're in. You can't. Uh, The first time I went to the hospital to get tested and they X-rayed me for the they just X-rayed my chest and I found out I had pneumonia. They didn't give me my test results right away. Oh, wait, they let's, gave... let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the fact that they first diagnosed you with pneumonia and then you got COVID and now you still have pneumonia and you had pneumonia and COVID at the same time. Yeah, so the first time... So what's crazy is also what I want to point out is today is April 24th. March 24th is when all of it started for me. It's when the symptoms started. It started with a cough, then the fever hit, then the chest pains, and it all happened within like an hour and 30 minutes on March 24th. That was my first day of this whole journey starting. Um, Three days passed, right? So March 26th is when I finally called Kaiser, or was it March 25th? No, March 26th, I called Kaiser, uh, no, it was the 25th, sorry. March 25th, I called Kaiser and I got on the phone with a nurse. I explained my symptoms to the nurse and she was like, uh, yeah, you need to hang up the phone right now and go to the emergency room. And that kind of scared me because uh, she was, I, I started asking like, do I need to go like now or should I wait? Till, till? She's like, no, 
you need to hang up the phone with me now and go to the ER right now. So I was like, okay, so we went. Uh, no one's allowed to go in with you. you. You're dropped off at the emergency room and you, you get out the car and you walk into yourself and you try your best to explain why you're there. And um, they ask you all these like screening questions before they even let you into the emergency room. Like, have you traveled anywhere? Have you this, have you that? Um, but anyways, they, they took me in, uh, they x-rayed me. That was the first thing. They started taking a bunch of blood. They didn't have much information on me because I had never really used my health insurance. That's how healthy I guess I've been. That's I've crazy. Never, That's I've so never nuts. used my health insurance. Yeah, I've never used it. I didn't even have a primary care physician. That's how long it's been since I've been to even get checked up by the doctor. I've never had to go. So right away they took a bunch of blood because they needed to see if there was anything else wrong with me um they did the x-ray i was that first trip to the hospital i was in there for about six hours um they did the x-ray first told me i had pneumonia and then they started uh the antibiotics uh into an iv to help and then uh the doctor came in and said look it it's all pointing to you having covid we can't say for sure, um, but we're going to have the nurse do the test. And and you and, got that crazy test where it was like the swab up into your brain or whatever? Yeah. So the nurse is like, I'm going to just stick your head up. And it's this long swab. It's like probably 18 inches long. And like, I don't know how much of it went up my nose, but it felt like a good eight inches just, just up there. Yeah, up there. straight into your brain, dude. Holy moly, it hurts so bad. And then just when you think that's it, they're like, nope, now I got to do this other long one down your throat. That sucked. And it was really quick, but it was just so uncomfortable. If you don't want someone poking at your brain, stay your ass inside the house till all this blows over. Because it was so uncomfortable. It was, it, was, it was worse than eating some ramen and then sneezing and then you get a noodle up here, you know? Yeah. It's it's the worst yeah um, i know that feeling all too well yeah so they did the test and the doctor came in he's like you looked at you, your blood your vitals it's all normal um you're you're young you're healthy i think you're you're gonna be okay we'll find out the test results tomorrow you do have pneumonia there's a high chance that you do have covid um and then but you're gonna be but you're gonna be all right was basically what exactly, he said exactly yeah exactly he said you're young you're gonna get through it we're gonna give you some antibiotics for the pneumonia um but we don't have anything to give you for covid and i understood you know this this virus is crazy it's it's, it's really advanced i wasn't gonna get mad at them for not having something for the covid um and then he gave me the choice he did want to keep me overnight for observation but he left the choice to me he said, at the same time, I don't want to keep the young people in the hospital. And I obviously didn't want to stay in the hospital. Well, yeah, because it's like, if you don't have it, if you stay in the hospital, you're going to get it, right? That and well, the way I was thinking about it is I kept seeing a bunch of old people getting like pushed in. And I'm like, shoot, do they have COVID? Do they have COVID? So I thought, you know, I was a little bit selfless and said, maybe I should go home. I am young. I, I probably will beat this thing and some old person's probably going to need this room more than me. Yeah. hundred percent. And the doctor asked me before 
he did support my decision of going home. He asked me, how long did it take you to get here? Um, I live in Burbank, California. The hospital is in Hollywood with there not being any traffic right now because of quarantine. I got there in about 13 minutes. So the doctor was like, okay, that's not bad. You can get here quickly if something happens. Well, we'll release you. So he released me. He gave me seven days of the Z-Pack, which is that antibiotic. Yeah, the like cure-all, yeah. Yeah, so, and what else did they give me? Uh, something called Benzitate, or it's like these little pearls-looking things for, for the cough. Um, that was, yeah, that was March 26th, and then March 27th, which was the Friday before my birthday, I got the call in the morning, hey, you do have COVID-19. It was confirmed that day. And that's kind of where, it's weird. After that call is where I started just getting worse. And I don't know it's, if it was it's, it's almost like, you know when you like hurt yourself really bad? <laughs> Excuse yeah. me. When like, like you get a super bad cut on your leg or something, you don't even see it, you don't notice it. And then the second that you see it, it all rushes in. You yeah, know? you start to feel it. So yeah, yeah. It was, you're right. It was kind of like that. Um, as soon as he confirmed it, um, that day just, it all went to hell. My, my taste, taste was gone. Smell was gone. And let me explain that a little bit. But the sense of taste and smell, when someone gets a cold, your nose gets stuffed, right? So right there, you lose a little bit of your sense of taste. Yep. You can't really smell anything. Yep. I did not have that at all. No symptoms of cold. I could. My nose was clear as day. I could breathe through my nose perfectly. My sense of taste and smell were just gone because yeah. there was there was no physical reason why it was gone. It was just the virus just kind of removed those senses. That's crazy. So that's that's and, a good indicator if you're if you're concerned about whether you have it or not. That's probably one of the easiest indicators to be able to to tell whether you actually have it or not. Um, I want to I want to ask you uh, from the chat. A lot of people want to know uh, about CJ. Right. So um, I haven't been able to pinpoint where I got this crap from. Um, I've been quarantined. I have had, my quarantine started March 13th was the last day I was at work and they put us on order to stay home. My girlfriend was sick um, like March 16th through the 18th, but she had really weird symptoms. Uh, she had a migraine, she had uh, some diarrhea and she's not sure if she had a fever or not. I think she had a little bit of a fever one morning because I did feel her. She felt really warm and, and she was kind of, uh, she was just a little bit discombobulated. And she did lose her sense of taste and smell for a couple days. Um, but all in all, her sickness lasted maybe three to four days. After that, she was just back to normal. She yeah, and then the whole time that you were sick as a dog, she was totally fine, right? Yeah, which I'm so thankful for because had we both got this thing and we were both in bed not being able to move, I don't know who would have taken care of us. Yeah. So, so I was so lucky to have her uh, healthy. Um, she's, she's 
I'm not going to say she's 100% vegan, but she tries her darnest to, to be a vegan. Uh, she tries really hard not to eat meat all the time, and she takes her supplements every single day. So Christina s- stays on a healthy tip, and that could be a reason why it didn't hit her so bad. Um, but she was she was fine. She was fine. After the whole confirmation of me having COVID, she was all over me. I mean, to take care of me, she she was like helping me get up out of bed, walking me to the bathroom so I can piss, like literally showering me, dressing me like she was in my area, breathing my air and she didn't get it. Yeah. Or she didn't get it again if she had had it before or she did get it and she didn't it didn't affect her that bad because I'm sure that people on chat are going to say like, Oh, you know, she had it before you, and that's why she didn't get it when you had it. But there are multiple, multiple, multiple cases of people who have gotten coronavirus more than once. They get it, they're back at it, they're better, and then they get it again. It is completely 100% possible. So it's really more just who you are as a person and how it affects you. You know it's what I mean? It's very, very situational, very situational. You could be one of those people that are asymptomatic, and you could be walking around with covid right now feeling absolutely great but and that's yeah and that's exactly why we all have to stay home dude because if you if you just think that you feel better and that you're fine like that's cool but that doesn't mean that you don't have it or someone you're with doesn't have it or something that you have hasn't been touched by something that doesn't have it and then you're going to spread it and then it's butterfly effect man um so so we gotta we gotta start the guest mix pretty soon but i do want to um Okay, a couple things. One, this is quick and easy. Um, so, some people in the chat were asking if your your taste and smell would ever come back. They're back now, right? Yeah, they they came back on day eight of my sickness, which was pretty much exactly a week after I lost it. Right. Yeah. Um, that's when you guys sent me the fruit dish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Able to taste the pineapple. Pineapple was like my favorite thing to eat that whole time because it was the one thing I could barely taste. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, so now I want I want to flash forward, um, and and you don't have to talk about it a ton, but I just want you to touch on, you know, so you went to the hospital, you got diagnosed with pneumonia, you got the coronavirus test. The next day they gave you the test, you went back home, and then just like run down a little bit about what happened after that because you know I think the most important and the pow- most powerful thing about this is that you're a young kid. You were completely healthy. You never used your health care, but you still had to go and get hospitalized because of the coronavirus. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll make this I'll make this pretty quick. So COVID-19, the experience of having COVID-19 and pneumonia was literally like this roller coaster. Every single day was, OK, fever, cough attacks, chest pains to just max proportions. And then the next day, no fever, chest pains, coughing. Uh, not so much coughing, and then boom, right to having another shitty day. So I went, uh, I went home. Uh, CJ took care of me at home. Uh, was it Friday the twenty seventh through April, April first? Um, I was still home the second, third, fourth, and fifth. Now Thursday and Friday, that was when my taste came back, and I woke up Thursday morning wanting one of those bacon wrapped hot dogs. I was crazy. Treat me. I wanted it. <laughs> yes. I wanted oh, it so man. bad. 
And right there, I, I took that as an indication as I'm getting better. I'm getting better. I was even posting on Twitter, like, you guys, I think this thing is I remember. letting up. Yeah. Yeah. And then something just went horribly wrong on April 5th, which was Sunday. Uh, my breathing, it, it just went bad. I started breathing like, like a fish out of water. CJ was worried, didn't know what to do, put me in the shower with a steamy bath to, to be able to clear up some of that air so I can breathe in more, giving me tea, soup, anything possible to help me breathe a little better. Um, eventually, it worked, I guess, because I was able to take in, but I was literally just <sighs> for hours, hours. And then uh, eventually, towards 10 at night, I was finally able to catch a little bit more of a breath and, and be able to sleep. And then Monday, the next day, April 6th, uh, that's when I got this just horrible pain in my lung. Uh, it, it almost felt like a cramp. And what I found out later after being in the hospital was that it was something called pleurisy. And what pleurisy is, is when the walls of your lungs uh, just tear. They start to rip. And every time you breathe, so when you breathe, your, your, your chest, your, your diaphragm widens, right? So because my lung wall, my left lung was irritated and ripped, any little, any breath I would take that would expand it, it was so painful. And it kept getting worse every 10 minute increment to the point where I just couldn't breathe anymore. And I told CJ, we need to go to the hospital now. Um, same thing, she could only drop me off, she drove off. And I was in so much pain and I could not breathe that I got to the emergency room door, literally collapsed in front of the door because I wasn't breathing anymore. And that's that's okay. not just so you guys know, he's not being dramatic. That's not like, oh, I, I fell over, like full on collapse, full on collapse to my knees and then just to my chest on the floor. And I just remember being picked up by some strong guy being thrown on a bed and just rushed to the emergency room. And this whole time I'm just discombobulated. I have, I like, it's almost like I'm, I'm passing out. It, it just felt like my soul was starting to leave my body. And I was taking the tiniest breaths of air, like literally sips of air. You know, when you sip tea and you, you're getting just a little bit of air and the tea, that's how I was breathing. I was literally like, like it was the scariest thing. Um, it got to the point where I was getting no oxygen. Uh, and I remember doctors and nurses were just huddling, rushing all over me, trying to figure out what to do. And I, I started feeling like my life was slipping. I started feeling like I was dying. Um, I started just passing out almost, like my, my body was too weak to even open my eyes. And this doctor, it's just like, Eric, I need you to open your eyes, look at me, tell me why you're not breathing. Why aren't you taking in the oxygen? And with the little strength that I had, I lifted my hand and I just pointed. I was like, I couldn't really talk either. So I had to whisper it to him. I was just like, pain, pain. And he, he looked at me, he's like, you have pain there? Where? And I was just like, just pointing right here. and. He was like, okay, he got the nurse to get this crazy pain reliever. I uh, don't remember what it was called. It was like Trenadol or something like that. But it was a very strong pain reliever. 
They shot it through my IV. And within 45 seconds, the pain went away. And I just remember going, like just as if I had just, if I was running out of air when I'm, when you know, when you're in a pool, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like that. Like I literally felt like I was on the verge of dying. Um, it was, it wasn't even scary. It was more like I, I, I had gotten to the point of acceptance, like this is it. Um, but thankfully that didn't happen. Uh, they got the pain to go away so I can take in air. And then the first thing the doctor said, he was just relieved and he was like, he just, he just put his hand on like my shoulder. He was like, man, buddy, he like just tapping me. I was about to have to stick a tube through your throat as in put me on a ventilator, which yeah. is something they were really trying to avoid because I guess they're finding out that ventilators might not be helping people that much and maybe putting them in the worst case scenario. So that yeah. was probably the second pivotal moment of this journey, one of the scariest yeah. and just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I think we did our job because the chat right now, one person saying this is giving me anxiety. Abstract is in here. Stay home, guys, for real. If you needed any proof, there you have it. That's exactly why I wanted you to come here and tell your story, Eric. Because, like, you know, you hear, oh, this kid who is this age, whatever, um, you know, um, has coronavirus or, oh, he went to the hospital. And, like, you know, that's, like, you hear it and it's, like, okay, whatever. But hearing what you just said, hearing your story and how fucking crazy that shit is, like... That is, you know, it's like, it's almost like the equivalent of like, like a, like a dare campaign, you know, to like scare kids off of drugs. But like, this is like, this is that for real. You know what I mean? Like, if you think this shit can affect you, you're absolutely completely 100% wrong. Use Eric as a gleaming example. And that this is the best thing that, you know, the, the best case scenario that could come out of something so horrible happening to you is that, you know, you can share your story and help, you know, influence it, people to make the right decisions you know it is absolutely real it's one of the worst experiences in my life like ever and just to give you guys a comparison i grew up in south central los angeles really rough neighborhood i've been jumped countless times and i can tell you right now i'd rather go live with that again than go through dealing with covid19 because this shit almost took away my life and um, it's not only physical, like having to go to the hospital twice and the second time having to stay there for 10 days, the, the emotional toll that it takes on you, not just physical, but mental, like having to keep a positive mindset when nothing is working while you're in the hospital. They tried that hydroxychloroquine that Trump was telling everyone to yeah, take. Yeah, the fucking pool cleaner shit. They tried that shit on me. And by the fifth day, the doctor calls me. He's like, it didn't work. And right there, I just lost it. The depression started sinking in because I knew I was going to have to stay there longer. Yeah. It's like, is nothing going to work? At that point, you start feeling like, am I going to make it? Am I not? So well, you did. And we're all very fucking glad that you're here. I mean, you know, I've been talking to you throughout this whole thing. And today was the first time I talked to you. And I was like, yo, Eric sounds like Eric again. You're back up on your feet. You're able to play video games again, which is a huge milestone. You can actually, like, you know, do things with your brain. You know, maybe you still can't, you know, run a marathon or anything, but like you're up and you're healthy and you're staying safe. And that's all we can ask for. 
uh you know obviously i'm i'm so glad that you're still here but i'm sure everyone else who's hearing this right now is very glad that you're still here as well yeah the last thing i'll share so we can get into the guest mix and, and get some positivity going in here um yeah so i don't have covid anymore but i i have uh what's called pulmonary embolisms in my lungs and i have thrombosis in my legs and arms and just to give you guys the five-year-old explanation of it it's pretty much i have several blood clots in my lungs and i'm on blood thinners for the next three months so even though i don't have covid stupid covid left me with problems that i have to deal with for the next three months super serious problems yeah if these blood clots get anywhere near my heart that's it for me i don't have time to get to the hospital as soon as they get in the way of my heart being able to pump blood normally i'm done so i i cannot miss a single dose of blood thinner or it increases my chances of getting more clots and it increases the chances of it reaching my heart so i'm not out of the woods yet and i haven't had COVID for the last week but i still have all these problems i still have pneumonia and yeah it's gonna take eight to 12 weeks yeah i'm still screwed <laughs> but yeah. i'm gonna make it i'm gonna I'm going to recover fully. The worst is behind me. It's yeah. just about staying on top of my medication and I yeah. should be smooth sailing. Man, so gnarly, bro. Well, thank you for sharing your story and, and coming and hanging out with us. Um, you Absolutely. Know, I, would, I would ask you if you had any words of wisdom for, for the kids, but I, I think it's pretty straightforward. Stay home. You know what I mean? Stay, stay home. Wash your hands. If you feel really young and invincible, think about your family. Think about your parents, your grandparents. Yeah, but, you know, that's the argument that everyone makes is think about your family. Think about this. Think about that. That You know, that only goes so far. Some people are just a little bit more selfish than that. I would argue that we're all a little bit more selfish than that. And that's why a story like this is so powerful because it's like, fuck everyone else. This shit can kill you. You, the 25-year-old who thinks you're invincible. You, the person who's never had to go to the hospital once in your life for anything other than maybe a broken bone. Like, you know, like this is not just a, oh, well, you know, the statistics say blah, 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 whatever. Like it's real, it's serious. And even when you get through it, it can still alter your life in such a negative way. So again, Eric, thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you, man. Thank um, you for having me, my boy. It's, it's great to bring awareness to people and yeah. show how serious this is. Yeah. Awesome. Well, everyone say bye to Eric. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, bro. It's time to Thank you for having me, Shark Fam. Shark Squad. Come on. How long have you known me, bro? Shark Squad. Come on. Hey, I'm I'm still sick, man. Give me a break. <laughs> okay. Uh, that that excuse will fly this one time. All right, everyone say bye to Eric. Put some GGs in the chat for him. I'm sure Eric will be hanging out listening to the guest mix. He'll be in the chat. Let's uh definitely will be. Let's let's get uplifted. Let's play some music. Let's have a good time. Stay safe, everyone. Stay safe. Absolutely. All right. Now let's go back here. I don't know why those horns always play when I go back to my uh, DJ scene, but that's okay. That's all right. Uh, So, yeah, that was crazy, huh? That was super crazy. I really hope that that story was as powerful for you guys as it was for me. Um, you know, I mean, obviously it's a little bit more close to home for me because I've known Eric for so long, but I think that his story can literally affect anybody. Um, but you know what? It's enough, enough of that right now. It's time to get into a guest mix. It's time to have some fun. It's time to hear some music. 
It's time to, uh, you know, be able to enjoy yourself while you're staying home and you're staying safe. We have a guest mix from my Polish brothers, um, otherwise known as Loud About Us. I'm actually Polish. Um, and I got to meet the lot about us guys when I played a festival in Poland called Sunrise. They're super, super cool dudes, incredible producers. They just put out a fire ass three track EP called She Got on the label. And to celebrate it, they made this guest mix for us. Let's check it out. This is the guest mix on, on, on Bite This Radio. Hey guys, this is Loud About Us and you're listening to our exclusive guest mix for Bite This Radio. In this mix, you're going to hear a lot of our music, including tracks from our new EP, She Got, which was just released today on Bite This. Turn up your speakers and enjoy our mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, it's pretty good. The uh, the horse noises were very realistic. Absolutely had me there. Felt like I was in the field. Uh, I think you could do a little bit better with the screaming and shouting. Okay, I'm on. Uh, these last three songs that you guys have been hearing are actually how I found a lot about us back in the day. Probably heard these in my sets all the time. Here it is, here it is. The title track from Lot About Us is brand new EP that just came out today on the label. The song and the EP are called She Got Absolute Heat.
Hashtag Bite This Radio. You already know what it is, ladies and gents. Use that hashtag Bite This Radio. Let us know how you're feeling the guest mix or maybe about Eric's interview. Or tell us what you want to see or hear or who you want me to interview next week. Hashtag Bite This Radio.
for whatever reason you are just tuning in, we are in the middle of a lot about us guest mix on Bite This Radio Live. I hope you're staying hydrated. I hope you're staying healthy. I hope you're washing your hands and I hope you're raging.
exclusive mix from Loud About Us. about us really holding it down out here for 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 all of poland actually yes i was born in the states but i am polish so i feel a particular affinity to the lot about us boys not enough bass music coming out of poland other than of course my polish brother sick dope I'm 
Thanks a lot about us for you. Big thanks to our brother Josh for having us on the show. Thank you guys for listening and see you next time. One last song from the boys. Some absolute Polish heat right here. Sick dope and lot about us. With one last banger before we go. surprised me they got me let's keep the rave going baby
Uh, a full-on Bite This Family collab. That was Gerald the Funk and Loud About Us, all in one song. Uh, Gerald the Funk, uh, who's released on the label multiple times, including on my album with me, uh, on a song called Say Never. And, uh, you know, Loud About Us just put out that brand new EP called She Got Today. Guest mix was incredible, but obviously it was, of course. Uh, if you were a fan of the guest mix, if you like some of the songs, I'm sure most of them were from Lot About Us. Make sure you go check them out. The brand new EP that came out on the label, which if you don't know what that's called, then you probably don't know what radio show you're listening to right now. This is Bite This Radio Live. The label is Bite This. Loud About Us. She Got EP just came out. Go check it out. Um, and that's it. Man, what a show. Incredible, incredible interview. I want to say thank you to Eric one more time. Thank you to Lot About Us for the incredible mix. Thank you for releasing your music on the label. I appreciate you guys so much. I hope I get to come hang out with you in Poland sometime soon. Um, and uh, yeah, until next week, uh, I hope you guys have a good weekend. Um, if you're on the stream, you already know, once the radio show ends, we keep going on Twitch. If you haven't followed, if you haven't been a part of Bite This Radio live on Twitch yet. You gotta do it. Twitch.tv slash Jaws Official every Friday, 5 p.m. Pacific time. Come hang out with us. Get active in the chat. Who knows? Maybe you'll get a shout out on the radio show. Um, until then, I'll see you guys again real soon. Stay home. Stay safe. Uh, tell your family you love them. And make sure you use the hashtag Bite This Radio. I'll see you guys next week. Much love. Peace out.